Well, hello, and welcome back to the Breathe Mama podcast. This is Christine Boy, your host. Today is Thursday, April 21st, 2022. And today's topic is advocating for yourself in medical settings. So you may or may not know this about me, but I have been a birth doula for over seven years, and I love the work that I do. I count it an incredible privilege to be invited into the very intimate, very profound birth experience when someone's family is growing. And I never tire of it. I never take it lightly. And I continue to grow in gratitude and awe of women and mothers and the birth process. It is absolutely remarkable. And I happen to be on call as it stands right now for a birth. And in those weeks that I am waiting, anticipating the next opportunity, I'll get to support a mom and dad or partner, um, get to witness and observe a baby being born get to be invited into that very sacred space, I am filled with a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions. And I've been a doula for a number of years now here in Chicago. And what really has struck me as I have continued to encourage and equip partners, uh, moms, families to advocate for themselves through the birth process. I reflect on my own experience as a patient in the medical system here in the U.S. and particularly as a cancer patient. And so I thought it would be interesting to bring both my professional, slightly more objective experience as a birth doula and marry that or bring that together with my personal experience as a person, as a human who was given a cancer diagnosis. And for me, my story, if you aren't familiar with it, I was diagnosed with cancer the same week that I was pregnant, found out I was pregnant rather. And so not only was I a person with a cancer diagnosis, but I was also a person who was pregnant. And that experience, that very specific experience that I had definitely impacted everything about how I chose to advocate for myself and how I chose to navigate the medical environment. And I haven't spoken out much about that in a public way. Um, but I hope that taking this advocating for yourself route, I will help bring some encouragement, maybe some clarity and some particular things to think about if you are a pregnant person or are hoping to be a pregnant person, or if you find yourself feeling lost or confused in medical settings, if you are having what feels like a hard time navigating, advocating for yourself and for care that you 
believe that you should have access to or that you need, or you've recently received a diagnosis that you couldn't have prepared for and now aren't sure what things to do or how to do them. And I won't be able to cover all of that in its entirety, but I think I bring a unique perspective to this space. And so I wanted to dive into this topic together today. So I will encourage you to do three things um, as a way to advocate for yourself in whatever situation you find yourself in currently or someone you love finds themselves in currently or maybe that you anticipate you might be in in the future. So the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to ask every single one of your questions. Ask all of your questions, including asking if there are alternatives available. So in the situation where you might be a pregnant person um, or preparing or trying to conceive, asking a lot of questions and specifically asking the question, is there an alternative to this standard procedure or is there an alternative to what you usually do? Is there an alternative to this particular drug or this particular approach, um, that question or set of questions or layering of questions, if you will, will help you to feel like you have the very best shot at understanding all of your options and also understanding why your doctor or caretaker, your provider, is giving you that particular suggestion or recommendation. And I have found that asking those questions, even if I agree with them, or even if I'm open to whatever it is they suggest, asking those questions or asking any question that comes up can be so empowering. Simply to know that I, I asked that question and I better understand why we're doing what we're doing or I can make a more informed decision about what it is that I personally would like to do in my particular pregnancy or my particular situation. So in the case of being a cancer patient or just a patient that might be facing some hard decisions about your um, medical next steps in your um, health journey, asking if there are alternatives, asking why we do a certain thing or um, from their experience or from the research um, either that they've seen or maybe that they might not be aware of, research that you might be aware of in your own exploring and that you can bring to the conversation. Uh, I always encourage that. I think it's so important that we feel like we have at least an equal say in what it is that we choose to do, whether it's uh, medical treatment, or whether it's um, a surgical decision, or whether it's um, waiting, asking for some time. Um, I think it's really critical that we, as best we can, sometimes we don't have a lot of time, and I recognize that. That was definitely part of my experience. Um, shortly after my diagnosis, I 
because I was pregnant, didn't have a long runway to think about or make plans. Um, but I did, I did what I could in the time that I had, and it helped me go into the experience to go into my surgery. I had a unilateral mastectomy at about nine weeks pregnant to go into the next steps, whatever that looks like, however you walk out uh, your particular situation. It helped me go into that knowing that I did what I could, that I gathered the information uh, that I could, that I, I connected with people who knew more than me, uh, who had been through a similar experience. And it just gave me a sense of peace that I wouldn't have had if I, if I didn't ask those questions or if I didn't do my own research. And we live in a world where there's a lot of information available to us. And I will be the first to tell you, I am not a doctor. I'm not an oncologist. I'm not a midwife. I'm not a, I'm not an OB. And yet I can find out uh, research. I can find out anecdotally what people's experience is. I can ask questions and my perspective and my questions are valid. They're important. And no one, no one is going to care more about you than you. And so it's important that our default isn't just whatever you say to our doctors, um, that it actually feels more like a partnership or a co-authorship, if you will. And I have been so grateful for the many providers, caretakers, um, midwives in my birth experiences, and um, my breast surgeon in particular, who have always made me feel like my questions and my opinions and my gut feelings about what it is that I wanted to do were valid and that they should be considered. So again, my first recommendation to you is to ask all of your questions, including are there alternatives available? My second tip or encouragement is that your doctor or your care team, they work for you and not the other way around. There is, of course, a delicate and very unique power dynamic that takes place between a doctor and a patient. And it totally makes sense that when we aren't sure, or we just don't know much on a topic that we default to their expertise, totally makes sense. And in many cases, I have done the same thing. And yet, we can sometimes shy away from our questions or shy away from challenging something that's suggested to us, or maybe, maybe it's not suggested to us. Maybe we feel like we've actually been told that this is what's happening, or this is what needs to take place. And that is simply not a healthy dynamic. We should feel like we can have a conversation with our care team. We should feel like we can challenge or ask questions or trust what we might be feeling in our gut or in our heart about something in particular, and that that is not something we need to hide or need to be ashamed of. Um, now, sometimes we might feel in our gut or in our heart that exactly what they're recommending or suggesting is what we need to do. And I've had that experience as well. 
when I had a recurrent tumor discovered at five months post-surgery. So I was about 30 weeks pregnant. And it was suggested to me or recommended to me that we move forward with chemotherapy. I had a long appointment where I asked a lot of questions, where I shared my my feelings. Um, but ultimately, in that moment, I felt that what they were recommending was the next right thing for me. And although I was terrified and although it was the very thing that I had hoped to avoid, um, I did at the end of all of the conversation, all of the thinking, um, while also keeping in mind that there was an urgency to get treatment started if I was going to do it, I did decide that what they were recommending was the right thing to do. So that can absolutely be the outcome. But keeping in mind that I am not here to please or make you comfortable as my doctor or as my midwife or whatever, again, medical setting you might find yourself in, But instead, you as my doctor, provider, care team are tasked with helping me to feel informed and to feel comfortable with whatever procedures or medications or next steps that we are pursuing and making sure that we feel respected and that we feel heard and that we feel seen in that There were countless times that I felt less than human in conversations, interactions, um, tests, um, things that needed to take place. And that was and continues to be some of the hardest pieces of, of my story. And so my encouragement to you is to just remember that You aren't there to make them feel comfortable or to please them, but instead they're there to take the best care of you that they can. And it's okay to say, no, thank you. It's okay to change doctors or providers if you don't feel respected, if you don't feel listened to. And I think that's really, really important as you go into some of these conversations that are sensitive and difficult and sometimes feel like the decisions we need to make are impossible. All right. The final tip or encouragement I have for you in advocating for yourself in a medical setting is that you can always decline or you can always ask for more time. So I'm guessing you've heard of informed consent, but this is really, really important and something that I talk a lot about with my doula clients. Um, I talk a lot about with other women who have received a cancer diagnosis, particularly young women. And um, in many, many cases, I'm not saying all cases, but in many, many cases, it is not an emergency to make a decision. So if you are feeling rushed into a decision, if you are feeling pressured, um, a lot of times there is really a false sense of urgency. It's more about the convenience of moving forward than it is about actually being in an emergent situation. And you can always say no. You can always not show up for an appointment if you aren't completely comfortable with what it is that you're being asked to do. You can always 
say no thank you. And I know as a patient, especially as someone who has been told that they're very sick, you don't feel like maybe you have the luxury to, to do that. But I'm here to tell you that you can always change your mind. You can always go back and take them up on their suggestion, their recommendation for whatever. But you can't reverse a lot of those things. So if you feel pressured into a decision, um, for instance, if you are a, a, a pregnant person and your doctor is what feels like pressuring you into choosing an induction time and date or um, something related to that. Uh, if it's not an emergency situation, asking for more time or saying, I'm not interested in that right now. Can we wait a few days? Can we wait a little more time? Oftentimes the answer is, is yes. Um, and we don't always feel like we can ask those questions. We don't always feel like it's okay to go against what it is that they are requesting. So I just wanted to remind you that informed consent is you giving permission, you granting permission in full knowledge of the possible consequences, risks that might come with a particular medication, a particular procedure, a particular surgery. So it should feel like a conversation. Communication is, is not just one way, it's, it's two ways. So between you and your healthcare provider, there should be a moment of agreement or a moment where you give permission for a particular thing, whatever that might be. In pregnancy, it might be a cervical check. It might be a membrane sweep. It might be um, an induction. And in the case of a cancer diagnosis, which is the most recent and most poignant patient experience I have had as an adult, um, permission to start treatment or permission to schedule a particular test or permission to, you name it, anything related to your care, your treatment, there should be a moment of agreement or a moment where you give permission, where you give consent. And if there isn't that, or you feel like there hasn't been that moment where they're asking you, it feels like maybe they're telling you, you can absolutely decline or ask for more time. So I hope this was helpful for you, whether you are finding yourself in a United States healthcare environment, um, as a patient, as a caregiver for a patient, as a um, pregnant person who is not sick, but is finding themselves with a care team or with a provider that they are entrusting the safe and healthy delivery of their child to. I hope that these reminders, these encouragements, and these tips as it relates to advocating for yourself come in handy, are helpful to you. And if you have any questions or want to talk more about my personal experience, um, I cannot give any medical advice, of course, but as a 
doula who has been in many birth situations with many women and families, um, and also as a recent cancer patient and someone who continues to go to the hospital for ongoing scans and um, hormone therapy and medicines to keep my body um, in a remission state. I would be happy to share my experience with you, and I would love to connect and hear your story. So you can always reach out to me at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at christineboy, that's B-O-Y-E dot com, and I look forward to it. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day, and thank you for spending some time with me. I would love to know if any part of this was helpful to you, and I'll look forward to being together again next week. Take care. (laughs) 